Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlton. Today, I have a very special guest with us. I have Mason Molino. Hey there, Mason. How's it going? Hey, Brad. How are you doing? I'm good. It's, it's a beautiful sunny day in Las Vegas. How about yourself? Uh, nice. Yeah, we're actually got some good weather out here in Kansas City, finally. So <laughs> It's better than how it was last week, right? Oh, yeah. And everything's better than how it was last week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Mason, I don't like a lot of fluff on this show. I like just getting right into it. So why don't you begin by just telling us a little bit about yourself, please? Sure, yeah. So um, we started HSEL uh, back in 2012, just kind of as a hobby. Uh, the co-founder and I graduated uh, from Mizzou in 2010. The market was in a very bad place. Uh, so we started delivering pizzas, um, went to his, you know, his parents' house because we both had to move back home after school. Uh, and just kind of thought, you know, what are we going to do? And we had some ideas. Land, Land Center was one of them. Quickly realized that that probably wasn't the best uh, business move. Uh, and then this this idea kind of sprung from that. And we shopped it around to friends and family. They loved the idea. We just kind of ran with it. Um, it was really a hobby and a passion project for three or four years. And we built this community and uh, were able to build some tech and structure around the community. And so we, we just took it from there and it turned into kind of a full-time job and, and a, a, a tournament management platform among other things. And so that's kind of uh, a, a quick overview of how we got where we are. Sorry about my cat. That's all good. It's beautiful. All right. And HSEL is the high school esports league, right? Yes. Yeah. We okay. started as HSEL, the high school esports league, and now um, we're, we're called generation esports. Uh, the, the purpose of that is we have now we span into Middle school, we, we have the middle school esports league. Now we're we're doing esports for the National Junior College Athletics Association, um, as well as the National Guard and, and some others. So we've kind of expanded out of high school um, through some opportunities that were generated through the success that we had in high school. Fantastic. Okay, there's a lot for us to talk about. Before we do, I start every interview with a single question. So I'm going to ask you, just like I ask everybody else, on a scale of one to ten, ten being high. How weird are you, Mason? <laughs> I think that depends on who you ask. Um, I'm asking you. <laughs> yeah, for I guess it's hard to judge yourself, right? Um, I, I don't know, maybe a seven. I'm pretty weird. Okay. That's I can be good. pretty normal, but yeah, I think for the most part, people would describe me as a little strange. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Now this is the Gamerpreneur podcast. So I do need your gaming cred before we kind of get into the business stuff. Sure. When did you start playing video games? Uh, as early as I can remember, it was, you know, the NES at grandma's house and with my, my brother and cousins. And, you know, we would be able to go rent a game whenever we beat the current one that we had. So we, we, we teamed up and tried to beat games. Sometimes we faked it and grandma didn't know, but uh, that got us a new game to play. So um, yeah, as, as long as I can remember, it's been part of my life. Beautiful. And uh, I'm assuming you continue to play video games today since oh, yeah. the eSports organization. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you play today? Um, so right now I'm uh, getting into Valorant, uh, or not Valorant, sorry, Valheim. Um, we, I've just downloaded Valorant cats attacking me. Um, I just downloaded Valorant because I haven't played it yet. Uh, so I, I wanted to get into that. Um, I've been playing World of Warcraft. I, I got back into the new expansion um, and played for a little bit. I haven't played in a few weeks because I'm kind of obsessed with Valheim. Uh, and then I just played 
my first game of League of Legends in two years last night. Um, we're going to be playing in a like a corporate league, so we, we have our our team playing against some other teams here in Kansas City. So, so I was shaking the rust off and Very getting cool. some practice in. All right, and wow, Horde or Alliance? Oh, Horde all the way. They got the Horde uh, symbol oh, I up see there. It <laughs> yeah, I'm an Alliance guy myself. Uh oh, it is what it is. That's okay. <laughs> you won't hold it against me, hopefully. Yeah. All right, and um, you know, so it sounds like you've been playing your entire life, which is what you said. So, if you had to pick one game, all-time favorite, which one is it? Uh, I mean, it's gotta be, it's gotta be, wow. Uh, it's gotta be, I mean, I've, I've spent more time with that game than any other game I've made, you know, lifelong friendships and, you know, just unforgettable memories through that game. Um, so that's gotta be it for sure. I think a close second would probably be modern warfare, probably modern warfare too. I, I spent a ton of time, um, got into a little bit of competitive action there with that game. And then League of Legends, um, you know, the, the co-founders here at, at HSCL and Jenny really bonded over League of Legends. That's kind of how we we'd hold our business meetings uh, while while playing and, and just kind of talking out, you know, what what could be and and uh, you know the future and vision of of the company. So very cool. Okay, let's get over to the preneur part because that's what we're really here for. So you started HSCL pretty much right out of college. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what was the purpose? What was the mission behind it? Yeah. So we, it, we knew we wanted to have a positive impact. Um, and we knew we wanted to do something in gaming, uh, cause we were passionate, passionate about it, both of us. Um, and it, it really stemmed from, you know, we, we went to a very large high school and we tried out for, you know, sports and decently athletic people, but um, there's some politics involved and we just didn't make the cut, um, you know, and, and didn't feel like we had anywhere to really belong. So a lot of days were spent, you know, coming in to school in second or third period because we were up playing games all night. And so how do we avoid that? Right. We, we use gaming as a tool to prevent that, um, to, to get kids to school and interested in school. And so that, that was kind of the idea behind it. Um, you know, ha have a place to belong at school for, for these kids that, you know, don't. That's wonderful. And what was it like trying to start this? Cause we're talking like eight and a half years ago, esports wasn't really a thing mm -hmm. that anybody knew about. And you're walking into school saying, Hey, let's, let's get kids playing video games. Yeah. It was crazy. Right. So we, we would go around to, oh man, we went, went to almost every school in in the Kansas city Metro area and just begged for an a meeting uh, right and so we got a lot um they were very nice and we sat down we had our presentation we thought we were gonna you know change the world and all this stuff right away and um that, that wasn't the case there was a lot of stigma around gaming still uh, esports was very unknown um i mean it's underground it was very well known and doing very well but it just um you know talking to these you know older generations that are especially in the midwest very football and traditional sports focused, uh, it's very hard to get through to them. Um, so we knew that it, we weren't going to crack that code uh, right away. So we just started building community and that was unverified. So it was really kind of honor system. And this was one of the things that led us to build a tech platform. Uh, it was unverified. So we didn't know if they were in high school or not. Uh, we did, if, if we sent them prizing, which came out of pocket, um, we would get them on 
webcam and have them show us their student ID. So that's how we verified uh, the winners. But, you know, it could have been anyone playing uh, for a while, but hopefully it was mostly high school kids. Okay. And, you know, how did this progress through the years? You know, eight and a half years is a long time and you've, you've really accomplished something with this. Yeah. So we, we did, we got about 20 schools our first season, which was a summer tournament. Um, and we thought that was great. So we, we just kept going with it. And in a couple of years, we had, you know, hundreds of teams uh, sign up for our tournaments. We just ran through Battlefy or tournament.com um, and we switched back and forth. And it got to the point where we had six, 700 teams, maybe a little more than that in a few different games. And it was very hard for us to manage, especially with two or three of us. Uh, so that's when our third co-founder, AJ, really stepped up. He was a tech guy. Um, he was going to school for that. He actually dropped out to come move to Kansas City and, and pursue this full time. Um, but he he was really the, the the guy that led the partnership program. And, and that was uh, really the foundation was a, a a management tool. So we were, we had tournament management, roster management, team management, um, player management, all built into this MVP. And that's what we went and sold to schools. And so we had for the first time ever in 2017, we had about 160 real schools partner with us. Um, and that meant, you know, the, the teacher was there for oversight. There was a club at the school established and there was a, a administrative approval. So name logo likeness could be used. And that was the first time ever that there was actual real school versus school esports in high school. Um, and so from fall of 2017, when we launched that program, we, we charged five bucks a month, which we quit quickly learned was not a good approach. Um, we now do battle passes and season passes and annual passes and, and all sorts of things that make more sense for the school. Um, from, from 2017, we're now up to about 3,500 partnered schools uh, in high school and a few hundred in middle school. Our first season was fall of last year for middle school. And then we have a little over 100 in junior colleges uh, currently on the platform. Okay. And what is your role now? So I'm, I'm the CEO. Um, I wear a lot of hats. I, I do pretty much anything. I, sometimes I'm the chief fire putter outer guy. Uh, and so <laughs> um, I, I have jumped around. So for a while I was uh, working on the competitive team helping with tournament structure and getting, you know, the schedules aligned and making sure registration was going well, um, dealing with match disputes and getting those processes set up. Uh, and then once that got in a good spot, I moved to uh, product. So helping out with, with product and really trying to understand UX UI and learning all of that. And, you know, none of this is my area of expertise. And so I'm just learning, watching, you know, videos, listening to audiobooks, uh, trying to figure out, you know, UX, UI and product and took courses. Uh, but luckily we've hired a, a, just a rock star guy uh, to come in and do that for us. So now I'm back to general CEO duties, um, developing culture and, and just uh, you know, making sure everybody's got what they need and, and making their lives easier and, and, you know, making them happy. Wonderful. So. All right. So Mason, this is just so cool because you started out as just this kid who got out of college, right? And now you have this just giant network of all kinds of different schools and you're putting people together, you're connecting and really, you know, promoting this, this passion that we have in, in gaming and in esports. 
and you know, there's lots of other people out there who would love to be doing the same thing, right? There are lots of people with ideas, lots of people trying stuff, but you were able to pull this off. What makes you different from all the rest who aren't necessarily able to do it? Um, that's a good question. And I don't want to disparage anyone, but it's, it's, uh, perseverance. I mean, it's, it's really a lot of sacrifice. There were times where, you know, you're, you're stressed so much that you're waking up in the middle of the night and in sweats and can't sleep. Um, you know, there was a period of time where I didn't have income for two years trying to get this off the ground. Um, I lived in the office. I delivered pizzas as a side job. Um, you know, I, I lived in the corner of the office for a year and a half. Uh, we ate everything that I ate was off the company dime. Um, I, I literally didn't have an income. Uh, so it was, and, and with some help from, you know, uh, my father, which thank God he was able to help a little bit <laughs> there. But I mean, it's same with AJ and, and, and Charlie, um, you know, Charlie kept his job and was kind of bankrolling the company for a little while. Big sacrifice. He had just had twin kids, uh, twin boys, um, single father. So, you know, just the level of, of uh, commitment there is in loyalty. It's, it's, um, it's really just all about if you believe in it and you just have to keep going and failure is, is, is going to happen. It's a part of it and you can't succeed unless you fail. So just having that mindset, um, is huge. I mean, AJ, he moved from San Francisco. He dropped out of college, uh, to live in the office with me for a few months until he was able to finally afford a place. Um, and then his girlfriend moved out now they're married. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just, a, it's really just perseverance and, and knowing, um, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, that's so incredible. Now, was there like a turning point or was there like one thing that did it or was it just kind of the progression of enough dominoes had fallen over that it just naturally took itself you know, forward? I, th I think it's the latter. Um, there were many instances where we were um, freaking out, thinking that, oh man, this is the end, this is all over. Uh, and then we'd band together and, and figure out a way to adapt and uh, rally and, and, and bring it back. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just a lot of little wins over a long period of time, um, that just, you know, you, you, you survive that long, especially in a new industry like this. And all of a sudden you're the expert and you have, um, a lot of credibility in the space. So people know you, you just throughout the years, you, you make connections and you talk to people. And as long as you, maintain integrity and, and, uh, and hold yourself to a high moral standard. Um, you know, no, don't burn any bridges as, as much as sometimes you may be frustrated. Um, that, that was huge, especially in a new industry like this, where it's very small circles. Everybody knows everybody. For sure. Now on the money side, how does an organization like this earn income? Yeah. So there, there's a couple different ways from the, the beginning, it was all league fees. Um, that's how we sustained ourselves. And, you know, we're from the Midwest, so show me state. So it's, we're very frugal. Um, you know, we grew up lower middle class and, you know, went through the hardships of, uh, you know, ramen meals and, and living at the office and, and sacrifice. And that carries through to this day. Um, so, so just knowing, you know, spending your money smart, uh, don't, don't blow it on things. I mean, it's, it's, yes, you have to take risks and, and try, but make sure they're as calculated as possible. Um, and survivability is sometimes more important than that. Uh, it, it really just depends on the situation. Uh, but, 
but lately, so we've been getting into um, sponsorship and broadcast media. Um, those things are, are starting to pick up. And then we're also developing out features on the platform um, for upsells in, in terms of increasing ARPU uh, for, for um, things like coaching and recruiting and streaming and shoutcasting and eShop and you know all these different things that we want to do to create kind of this marketplace. Um, those we see as uh, other streams of, of income. Very cool. Okay. Now, Mason, let's get, let's get a little more personal. I'd like you to hop in a time machine with me. All right. We're going to go back to just as HSEL is starting up. Okay. And you got to go talk to little Mason back then. You get to tell little Mason, all of the ups, all of the downs, you can impart all of the wisdom that you've accumulated over the years and all the challenges and trials and how to get past them so that he can do it bigger, better, faster, more profitable, or just whatever your goal is, right? But there was one thing he absolutely had to know. What would you tell him? Oh, man. Um, geez, that's a really tough question. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if there is just one thing. I mean, it's, uh, and I don't know if it would even matter. I, I probably wouldn't have, I was so hard-headed, I wouldn't have believed myself anyways. <laughs> Um, I, I guess just stay true to, you know, who you are, um, that there have been times where, you know, you have really hard decisions and it's very easy to change, um, you know, your, your, your set of morals or your integrity for the easy way out. And, uh, luckily I've always been able to talk myself against that, um, but it's you know it's very hard at times you know you get down and you're like what what is if is this the only option is this the only way out um, but you know in the end staying true to yourself will always pay off certainly and that's a beautiful answer now um, more generally you know maybe there's somebody else out there and you've got eight and a half years of entrepreneurship under your belt here but they're looking to start some sort of business in the esports space what advice would you have for somebody uh, connections it's all about um, networking. I know that's kind of a cliche, but it's like, it's, as I mentioned before, it's such a small industry still, we're still kind of in the early stages and, um, there are being genuine is probably the most important thing. Um, make those connections, but be genuine with them because for me, it's very easy to tell when somebody is not genuine. Um, you can, gamers are very good at that anyways, catching the, the BS they've been fed, you know, all these weird advertising strategy and marketing things their whole lives. And they can easily tell when something's an ad and, um, or if somebody's full of BS. Um, so it's, I think that's the most, you go out and, and find some great advisors and mentors and then, uh, be, be open and real with them. Don't, don't try to fake it. Okay. Now, uh, we talked about some of the downs that you had while starting a, up HSEL and, you know, even while operating it. But Mason, I believe that we learn the most in our life from our failures, not necessarily our successes. Because when you succeed the first time you try something, you may not necessarily learn the right way to do it, right? But if you fail, you got to take a look at it. You got to figure out what you did wrong in order to be able to move past it and succeed the next time. So I'd like to ask you, what do you consider your biggest failure in life and what did you learn from it? Oh my gosh, these are heavy questions. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so probably 
my time in college, I think I wasted a lot of time. And that wasn't just playing games. I, I look at I look back now and I see these young people that we have employed with Generation Esports and including our co-founder uh, AJ, who's um, eight years my junior. Uh, I, I look at him, he was in high school and he was hustling to try to start a league of his own and uh, even through college and, and you know, I think Charlie and I were more interested in, in having fun and, and um, we would be a lot farther along and have a lot better, um, a lot more experience and, and a lot better perspective on uh, business if we had taken things more seriously in college. But then again, you know, you have that experience and it's, it led you to this place. So it's hard to really say that it was a mistake, but, I feel like that's probably um, one thing where what could have been a turning point uh, wasn't, but maybe that, you know, fed into my personality and how I am now. I don't know. For sure. Uh, we have a pretty similar story. I played Warcraft the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> it's all I did. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, on the flip side, you know, we had failure. What are you working to improve on yourself today? Uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's been weird. So we we uh, the, last year we had maybe 13 employees. Now we're up to over 50. We just closed a round of funding, um, so we're we're looking to hire more. And being in this position as coming from a you know a pizza boy out of college and uh, working through all of this and and just grinding through it to now having a team of all these great people behind me, um, I think it's really just the leadership aspect and connecting with those people. Uh, it was easy before when there was only, you know, 15 or so. Um, it's easy to get that FaceTime in and, and really connect with them so they know who I am and what, you know, the vision of the company is. Um, so they can really connect and feel like they're a part of it. Um, but it's getting more difficult as we scale. And so I'm trying to figure out ways that um, I can I can do that in a, in a, like a broader setting if that makes sense. Absolutely. All right. And one more fun question before we bring this in for a landing. All right. What is something that you think people misunderstand about you the first time they meet you? Um, I think, yeah, I think I'm underestimated quite often. Um, I, I have somewhat of a baby face. I, uh, I look a little bit younger than I am. And um, I don't know if my, uh, my, I, I'm, I like to connect with people more. And so the intellect part isn't as important to me. The ego is not as important to me. So I like to connect on a personal level and maybe sometimes that throws people off or puts them off guard and, and makes them uh, underestimate me. Um, but that's, yeah, I think that's probably a good answer to that. Beautiful. All right. This has been a fantastic interview. Thank you so much. How do people find you? Where's Generation Esports, HSEL, social media, all that, please? Oh my gosh. Uh, there's about a, there's like 10 of them. Um, <laughs> just generationesports.com, hscl.org. Uh, you can find all the social medias there. We have a great TikTok, um, some, some content guys that just put out some hilarious stuff. Uh, Twitch, we do homeroom every week. Uh, so throughout the season, we'll have a, a cool little um, uh, production every week. And, and we're actually going on a roadshow 
Um, starting next week, we'll be going to 25 different high schools across the country in an RV. Uh, four of us, I'm not going, but I wish I kind of was. And we're building uh, computers for six computers. So we're helping them uh, learn how to build computers and then we're donating them in partnership with the National Guard. Uh, and that will be all streamed and, and broadcast. So, so look out for that's gonna be really cool. That is really incredible. Awesome. All right, Mason, you know, as we wrap this up, do you have any final thoughts you wanna share? Anything I didn't ask you think we still need to cover? I, to be honest, I don't know. I mean, uh, you had such great questions. <laughs> Those are real uh, uh, brain busters for me. So, like any I'm last parting shots on advice for an entrepreneur? Like, oh man, um, there's a great poem by um, uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, it's called um, "In the Arena." I believe, or, or man in the arena. Uh, but I would read that. Um, it's, it's kind of a reflection on, you know, people are going to be outside watching you, but they don't understand what it's like to be in the fray and in the arena. Um, I, I read it quite often and it helps me come back down to earth. Um, so maybe not, maybe not that one, but find something like that that you can go back to that inspires you. Beautiful. All right, Mason, thank you so much for coming on today. I, I genuinely do appreciate it. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. This has been great. It's definitely a unique uh, interview. So don't get many of these. It's awesome. For sure. All right. And for everybody else, I'm going to remind you all, don't be just a gamer, be a gamerpreneur.